we're thinking this morning about hope and about our passion and our purpose, or indeed our purpose and our passion. Have you ever heard the phrase, he or she has gone in search of themselves? You might even have used the phrase about yourself. We're all looking for significance and purpose. Right from the start, life is a challenge. And I remember watching our babies as they discovered their own hands and began to explore what they could do with them. We grow up with a sense of adventure and of wanting to explore the world and find our place in it. Perhaps that's why so many films and books and games have this theme of passion and purpose about the quest to find self and adventure, to find our purpose and our destiny. And God has, has sown that seed of passion and purpose, of adventure and destiny into each of our hearts. So how can we cooperate with Holy Spirit in developing our passion and our purpose? I want to look this morning at this very well-known verse and see how it applies to us today. This particular verse, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, came to us three times as we were preparing this talk. So we're bringing it to you this morning. The Amplified Bible says, for I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace, and well-being, and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So let's put this verse into his, its historical context. And the question for the people of Judah was, how could they be the people of God in hostile and challenging times? Jeremiah, of course, was speaking to his fellow, uh, his fellow Judean, can't, can't think of that word, these fellow people of Judah who were being forced into exile. They were torn from their homes and their lands and they were taken by force to Babylon. I cannot imagine how they were feeling. There must have been so much turmoil and pain, so much physical pain, so much emotional pain, as well as a spiritual confusion. They were God's chosen people. How could they continue as God's people during this time? But, as we have heard, God had a message of hope and purpose. God had a plan. God's people were to live in that foreign land for a long time. They were to build houses and marry. They were even to pray for the peace and prosperity of a city that was not theirs. It was a difficult task. And Jeremiah was given an inspirational message for his people. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a good future. So God had a plan and a purpose for the people of Judah, even in those challenging times. 
And he has a plan and a purpose for us too in our times. So I'd like to tell you two stories uh, connected with this verse, connected with God's plans in challenging times. The first was sent to mum by a friend this week. And it shows how God has a plan even when circumstances seem desperately unfair. It's called the perfect mistake. And it takes place during the Great Depression of the 1920s and 1930s. The, stories, the storyteller's grandfather worked as a carpenter and he was building some crates to send clothes from his church to the orphanages in China. On his way home, he reached into his shirt pocket to find his glasses, but they were gone. He quickly realized what had happened. The glasses had fallen out of his pocket into one of the crates and were now heading for China. The Great Depression was at its height and he was upset at the thought of having to buy another pair. Six children. Yes, that's right. His mum says he had six children to provide for and the thought of having to buy another pair of glasses was just the final straw. In his desperation, as he drove home, he said to God, it's not fair. I've been faithful in giving my time and money for your work, and now this. Well, months later, the, the director of the orphanage in China visited their church. He began by thanking the people for their faithfulness in supporting the orphanages. But then he went on, but most of all, I want to thank you for the glasses that you sent last year. You see, the communists had just swept through the orphanage, destroying everything, including my glasses. I was desperate. And so my co-workers and I were praying very hard about it. And then your crates arrived. And when my staff removed the covers, there, lying on top, they found a pair of glasses. The missionary spoke, uh, paused just long enough for his words to sink in. Then, still gripped with the wonder of it all, he continued, folks, when I tried on the glasses, it was as though they had been custom made just for me. And I want to thank you for being part of that. Well, the people in the congregation listened politely and they were happy about the miraculous glasses. But they knew that there were no glasses in the list of things that they had sent to the orphanages in China. However, sitting quietly at the back with tears streaming down his face, an ordinary carpenter realized that the master carpenter had used him in an extraordinary way. You see, God has a plan, even when it seems unfair. So another translation of Jeremiah 29 verse 11 is, God says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you a future, the future you hoped for. So my second story is very personal. In May 1995, I was driving home from the school in Ellesmere Port where I taught. It was the middle of the day. 
and I had jumped before I was pushed. Things had gone disastrously wrong, and I thought I would never teach again. Now, many of you know this story, and some of you lived through it with me. However, I retell it today because as I was driving home on that day in May 1995, with tears streaming down my face, I remember saying to God that I know he can bring good out of anything and everything, but I could see no way how he was going to bring good out of that. And look what God has done. First, he took me to Bible college. And then I had my uh, a job with Christchurch. That was the first time I worked for Christchurch as a children's worker. Then in 2000, he restarted my teaching career. And I've been in that school ever since. And now we're working again for church as missional community facilitators. God truly had a plan and a purpose, even when I thought it was impossible. So we would love God to swoop down and wipe COVID-19 from the earth. And I do believe that we should continue to pray for that. But let's not get confused. God's promise is not for immediate rescue from hardship or suffering, although we can do that. The people of Judah wanted to go straight back to Jerusalem. However, God's promise was that he had a plan for their lives. And he has a plan for our lives too. And regardless of our current situations, he will work through it to prosper us <coughs> and give us hope and a future. We may be experiencing difficult situations in lots of different ways. We're all going through this pandemic. But some of us may well be facing financial crisis, the potential loss of a job, the stress of loneliness, difficulties with physical and mental health, or a family relationship on the brink of being torn apart. But this verse tells us that even in these difficult circumstances, God has a plan. And it's in our journey together with him that we can fully and truly find God's hope for our future. So we have to work with Holy Spirit and give him permission to fulfill his plans and purposes for us. So I'm going to do something a little bit different next this morning. We're going to watch um, a short video. And during this short video, I'd like you to think about where you would like to be. As you can see, it's a river with paddle borders. I have to say it's nothing to do with paddle boarding, but where would you like to be in this video? Would you like to be on the bank? Would you like to be paddling in the shallows? Would you like to be um, with the paddle borders going down in the main current? Where is your comfort zone? So let's have a look, please, Hugh. So in a moment, we're going to watch this video again. But this time, I'd like you to imagine that Jesus is on that paddleboard with you. You can cling on to him if you want to. 
And Jesus is encouraging you to enjoy the ride with him. Now, does that change where you want to be in the picture? And I'm not saying it has to, and I'm not saying there's a right and the wrong place to be. But does that change the picture? Can you trust Jesus, perhaps if you're one of those who, who like me, likes to sit on the bank and watch? Can you trust Jesus to take you into the shallows? Or perhaps if you're one of those who likes to paddle, can you trust Jesus to take you into the main current? Perhaps you were looking at that and thinking, wow, that's wonderful. I'd love to do it. So again, just imagine that allowing Jesus to take you down the main current of the river. So let's watch that video again and just give yourselves to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and ask him to help you flow with him better this next week. So are you prepared to allow Jesus to take you into the center of his will for you? Now, again, I'm not suggesting that there's a right and a wrong place to be. What I'm suggesting is that wherever our comfort zone is, we ask Holy Spirit just to help us to move a little bit nearer to the center of his will, for his passion and his purpose for your life. So for those of us that are standing on the banks, can we allow Jesus to lead us into the shallows? For those of us that are in the shallows, can we allow Jesus to lead us deeper? For those of us that are perhaps waist deep, um, can we allow Jesus to take us into the center of the current? Are we prepared to be swept along in the full flow of Holy Spirit working in us and through us? And just allow Jesus, allow Holy Spirit to move you that little bit further out of your comfort zone this week. So are you, are you prepared to flow with Jesus in the full power of the Holy Spirit? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a good future. When um, the disciples were in that boat on the Sea of Galilee in the storm, and Jesus came walking towards them across the water, and Peter gets out of the boat. What wonderful faith he must have had. Uh, again, as we were reading, listen, I'm reading this week, Peter's the only human. Um, obviously, Jesus in his humanity walked on water. But Peter's the only one of us who wasn't Jesus, who's managed to walk on water. But he was prepared to get out of the boat and follow Jesus. Jesus invites us into the adventure of what is to come. And he's right there with us, walking beside us. So Jesus allows us to sit on the bank. He allows us to paddle in the edges. But he has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And the further we push into the centre of his will for us, the more fully we flow with his passion and his purpose for us. So are you prepared to flow with Jesus in the full flow of the Holy Spirit this week? Take time to allow God to reveal to you his plans for you. Amen.